guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, and this is another Rewind. This last week's episode of MLW was fantastic. We're going get to get into all of that and more, and I couldn't do it without my PIC. Please welcome Uncle Bobby B. Yo, what's up? It's 8 o'clock in the morning, motherfucker. Yeah, it's 8 o'clock in the morning because I'm a good father, and I made my daughter a promise that on opening weekend for the new Batman, when we saw the trailer like a year plus ago, that I would take her. I was able to secure two tickets kind of last minute last night to one of the theaters closest to our home. And uh, we had to go. So we had to reschedule because at the end of the day, being a father is way more important than this podcast that I love doing. But it's still well, and look, lucky for you. They deliver. I'm a good friend and I woke up at fucking seven o'clock in the morning. 100%. And all I could say mm-hmm. is that the movie was phenomenal. Oh, was it blessed? Fantastic. Yeah, it was well. Oh, all right. Fine. We'll use that saying. Yeah, it was blessed. No, it was really good. Uh, I'm going to say this right now. No bones about it. Uh, Robert Pattinson is my new favorite Batman. The dude killed it. He didn't try too hard. He didn't alter his voice or anything like that when he was in the suit. He just kept it himself and he played the part, in my opinion, to legitimate perfection. And it wasn't oversaturated. Uh, the movie is very long. It's almost three hours. And it takes... Uh, the first hour is extremely slow because it has to build. But once you get past that first hour, it like just steamrolls. It's 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 really three big. hours. Yeah, it's really it is. But you know what? It doesn't. After that first hour, the last two don't feel like two hours. The last two feel like thirty minutes. Like it goes by super quick. Still, son, that's a long ass movie. It is, but it uh, it's worth it in my opinion. I hey, already, if you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. I already went home. Like when I went home last night, I already pre-ordered it on iTunes. Because when it comes out, I want to own a legitimate copy. So not going to pirate that shit. Going to own a legitimate copy. All right. (laughs) Should we get into everything that was this past week's? Yeah. All right. Let's talk MLW. Let's do it. So, I mean, right off the bat, we get a recap of last week's episode. That conversation between CD, CD's nuts, and Holiday. Uh, The conversation, you know, um, about the promises made by CD to Holiday that have not been fulfilled yet. CD says, hey, my hands are tied. You know, we recap the whole thing. But if Richards was injured, you would be an excellent substitute. To which Holiday replies. Mm. There is an injury proficient for the match. If Mr. Richards was injured, you would make a very suitable replacement. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and following that, we had a Holiday decides... The power couple of MLW. That's right. Richard Hall. Yeah. Altu, looking very snazzy, both of them, by the way. Very dapper, both of them. Very dapper. And, and uh, is a very nice briefcase. And we're not, I mean, the briefcase is not really a, a focal point at this particular moment in. But, but let's be honest. Yeah. Nobody uses a briefcase anymore. So if you see a briefcase, uh-huh. it's likely at this point in time, at this era, in history, uh-huh. if you're seeing a briefcase, it's likely containing some money because that's about the only thing people use briefcases for anymore. Yes. Because let's be honest. Everything that can, you can put in a briefcase can now be on your cell phone. Precisely. Everything documents, everything can be on your cell phone now. So we don't have briefcases. We have laptop bags now. That's, yeah, so, very true. Very true. so right away you see this briefcase and you're, you're thinking like, hmm, Richard's not exactly a broke ass. So what's... In the briefcase. Well, it's interesting. What's in the case? What's in the box? 
What's in the bag? What's in the bag? <laughs> that is a great movie. Um, so Richard states at one point, I was promised a world title shot, but I was I was cut I was cut by Davy. How rude of you, Davy? How rude! I, I know who I am, and I am going to right this wrong. And then they open the briefcase, and long story short, they have now placed a bounty on Davy Richards' head. To anyone who can remove him from the main event, will get this briefcase full of money. And the last line of dialogue in the promo is Alicia Altoot saying, have at it, boys. And she slams down the briefcase. So now there is an official bounty on Davey. And you know what bounties bring? Well, Bounty Bounty hunters, baby. Yeah, that's right. They bring headhunters. So everyone in the locker room who's looking to make a quick buck would definitely be trying to get Davey Richards out. And we'll get into that a little bit more in the show. And um, right off the hop, we find out that we're obviously tonight, we know we're getting that four-way title match. We know we're getting it. So we already know who's in it. You got Myron Reed. You got the defending champion, Tajiri. And you got Matt Cross. But we don't know who the fourth opponent is yet. And I got to tell you, when the fourth opponent came out later on the show, I legitimately popped. I was like, oh, my God. Even if it's a one-off, just to see him again was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I, I for sure. I mean, I hope it's not a one-off. Um, but, hey, if it is a one-off, still, what a great match to just come in, make an appearance, and then step out. Like, nothing wrong with that. Uh, uh- Given what was announced this week by Tony Khan, I would speculate that a lot of the ROH people are going to end up back at ROH, I guess, I guess if it's still going to be ROH. Not 100%, because much like when Vince McMahon bought WCW, uh, you buy the name, you buy all the catalog, like the video backlog, everything that they've ever recorded, you own, you own the rights to, but the actual talent itself, you have to renegotiate contracts. So right, because they were all... Yeah, because once they went, I guess, belly up or hiatus, if you will, they didn't fully say they were belly up, but they said they were taking a step back. Everybody's contract expired. It ended. So all those, all that ROH talent pool, they're all free. If he hasn't already scooped them up, everybody else is a free agent. Right, but my point being is, is he's likely going... Like, nothing against Tony Khan, but he hands out contracts like candy. So he's likely going to sign or attempt to sign, I think, a lot of those... Uh, X ROH people. In fact, I don't. I don't think he's going to keep. I know we're getting off topic here, but I don't think he's going to keep ROH like the brand running show. Like, why would you run ROH against yourself? Like, why would you run ROH well, it's against clear AEW? That, it's clear that he's making a, a full out developmental program, and that's what ROH is going to be. I just don't know if it's going to still be Ring of Honor or if he's going to fly it under a new banner. He might even just make it. He might make that AEW dark, like full out. He might make that just dark. by he's impact. Merge the two, call it Honor and Impact, and that's your developmental and retirement zone. I don't agree with that because I'm a big impact wrestling fan. And when Tony Khan was all over the product, I hated every minute of it. I enjoyed Kenny Omega's program in it, but I hated every minute of seeing Tony Khan all over the place. And I think he's absolutely horrible on the mic and we are getting hugely off topic. So that's a debate for another day, but regardless, I don't think that everyone from ROH, he can resign. I mean, much like Vince McMahon, again, Vince McMahon tried to bring sting in uh, when he first bought out WCW never happened. He tried to bring a lot of that roster in and it never happened. So, you know, contracts expire right now. Everyone from ROH is a free agent, including one of my favorites, Shane Taylor. So we'll have to see the hourglass will have to flip. Uh, now that I know what it is, I'm using it all the time. The did did your girl Roxy get signed? Uh, Roxy apparently has gotten signed to WWE. That's what I heard. 
Good for her. Nothing's been formally announced by either party, but she did post a picture outside the performance center. And that was a while ago. That was almost just before Christmas. So I have not heard telltale too much about anything. If she did get signed, good for her. I just hope they use her correctly because she's one hell of a talent. And I wouldn't want mm-hmm. to fizzle that that young lady out very quickly because she's she's got so much upside and she's so young. She's only like speaking of her 22. Oh, so. yeah. Speaking of hell of a talent, we were talking about the bounty on Davy Richards. We were talking about the bounty on Davy Richards. Thank God we're back in full circle. But before we get into that, it's the open weight title match that we've been waiting for, right? Kane versus Tankman. It's happening tonight. Finally, the culmination, if you will, of that mega build that we've been having for months and months and months from Tankman getting arrested, not being able to go to Mexico to Kane releasing the biggest t-shirt of all time in Crybaby Calvin. Like, there has been just a steady build for this program. And we talked about it when Kane got drafted and we saw it in Battle Riot. We saw that little spot between the two of them and we were hoping to see more. And now this full program is coming to somewhat of a culmination. So, I mean, the match was the match was okay. Kane trying to lift up Tankman, but he couldn't do it. Tankman's such a big boy. And he's he like 350. His weight. So it's hard to lift somebody up who could position most of their weight. It's got a low center of gravity. Very low. Yeah. So it's very hard for it was very hard for Kane to get any upside for any kind of suplex uh, until Tankman gets his foot caught up in the ropes. And then, ah, Mr. Thomas, he pulls a Tanya Harding, if you will. That's right. He kneecaps Tankman. And uh, I got to say, Tankman sold it well, extremely well to the point where the I almost felt like he oversold it. Well, I don't know. I enjoyed the sell. I, I mean, you don't really see that kind of emotion from Tankman. So when it happens, you have to be kind of like, whoa. I'm like, it, it, for a minute, I was kind of yeah, like, he was, oh, he was screaming was, bloody murder. He was. I was like, damn, I hope that that's okay. Right. So, um, ref had to stop the match and I was a little disappointed. I actually put in my notes, but then I had to erase it. I put in my notes, uh, crappy ending to a great build. Like I wanted more and I didn't think I knew Kane was going to do something underhanded, but I just think it, I just didn't think the decision was going to come to a ref stoppage match. And Kane stupidly at that point, and I will say this, I love Alex Kane. He's a great talent, but he stupidly gets on the mic and he pretty much calls Calvin a quitter and a baby to which for some reason, the ref lets Tankman storm by him, get back in the ring and then continues the match. He actually makes the announcer say this match will continue. And it's just like, why stop it in the first place? If it only took 30 seconds for Tankman to walk to the back out to the ring again. Yeah, I, I I I watched this match and I was underwhelmed by the match and then I was really underwhelmed by the finish and I said if that's how they finished this match that was like I hate saying that but that was just a huge fucking waste of a build up to to finish it on this match. Um I felt like they just didn't have enough time to actually go the the, the screw finish kind of you know, took the wind out of the, the sails of the match per se, and and I get it. You don't want you don't want anyone going over clean at this point. You're probably continuing the build as we saw. There there will be another mm. another confrontation with these two in and out of the ring. So, uh, yeah, I I just thought the match was very underwhelming, and I especially thought the screw finish. And then it again. I'm going to be honest because I I call the good and I'll call the bad. It made no fucking sense to have a doctor stop the match and then oh, have Calvin decide. The ref stopped it. No, they kept talking about the doctor too, doctor so-and-so. Like, ref, doctor, it doesn't matter. If the official makes a decision to stop the match for a medical reason, 
And then like two minutes later, Calvin just comes back and says, no, nah, I'm good. And then keeps wrestling. You, that, that's not how it works. Like a doctor stops a match. The match is stopped. The, the, the other guy can't just come back and be like, oh, no, I'm good. Fuck this doctor and restart the match. It was really. It was a continuation. That's what they. This it was really confusing, was. and and I just felt like it was kind of unnecessary. They could have just had the same shit happen with the knee and worked it a different way, and not had the ref stop it. I, I don't know. I I didn't like the the way it was it was finished, and I, I thought it uh, didn't do Alex any favors. Like it didn't make Alex look better. Um. So. No, both parties, I don't know. Pretty much, both parties. If, if, if to be honest, I mean, we call the good and the bad here. I'm a little bit more boisterous with my honest opinions. Uh, the stock was lowered for both guys, and when Calvin got back in the ring, a couple nice German suplexes by Alex, then the eventual roll up uh, didn't really um, reignite either for me at that point. I thought the stock was definitely lowered. Uh, Calvin or um, Kane did cut a great promo at the end, though. Said this match is sponsored by the number one shirt. On MLW, Crybaby Calvin and Bumaye Fight Club. I mean, anytime Kane gets on the mic these days because his confidence is so high, uh, it's entertaining. But uh, for the great build that we had for this match, a little disappointed in the writing team for how they decided to spread it. Yes, I get it. There's now, now we've reached a peak. We're going to build a little bit more and get that final ultimate payoff, which will be most likely Tankman winning the open weight title. But I don't know. I just. I'm not really, I'm not really, I was very much like you, very underwhelmed from this match. And uh, usually we're always very excited about the opening match. This was a match that kind of took the wind out of my sails on this episode, but there was a low point, but the episode continued to build and it became very entertaining, especially when we find out who that mystery fourth man is for the uh, fatal four way. So um, yeah, but I agree with you completely. Now also during that, during the break before, while they were taking Tankwood in the back, uh, Davey had entered the building and he's attacked by the first man trying to seek the bounty. That's right, Homicide. He's attacked by Homicide. Homicide. And Homicide, you know, uh, got a couple good shots in, but Davey was all over him, man. Davey, like, took him out with pretty much ease and continued to uh, walk the hallways. But he stopped this poor gentleman who looked like possibly a fan or maybe a cable guy. And he kind of grabbed him a little bit viciously, in my opinion. Where's Where's Holiday? I get it. His emotions are high. I'm going to let it slide, but... Like, that poor guy, all he was doing was walking to the bathroom. I think he just, you know, wrong place, wrong time. Shout out to that poor guy because, uh, I mean, if anything, that poor guy should go after Davey now for the bounty. I mean, I would be upset too. I would be upset. No kidding. But you know, And, and we just see Davey assaulted the whole episode well, yeah, by Davey, various wrestlers. <laughs> like, it's just an ongoing poor guy. He can't walk anywhere because he's just... What, a what wanted a man. He, what a ballpark price on what's in that briefcase. There was probably now in a briefcase, you could probably fit what four to five stacks, uh, like with well, like comfortably. And then depends on the bars. denomination of those bills. I'm going to say there was at least 25 to, to 50,000 in that briefcase. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. I'm going to say it's Sounds in about right. ballpark. And, uh, I mean, homicide, uh, went after it. He really did. But Davey, like I said, Davey shut him down pretty much with ease. Now also we get another great 5150 promo. Uh, these guys can best in the biz, the best in the biz. They are the hottest thing in wrestling right now. And if you're sleeping on them, you're an idiot straight up because these guys are just fire. So this promo again, filled with all kinds of great sound bites. Um, uh, Danny Limelight tired of these second and third generational wrestlers tired of these legacy wrestlers. Like we're here, we're waiting and you don't have the gall to show up. And then yeah, slice boogie. <laughs> yeah. I turned to slice boogie. He says, 
was as he said Slice Boogie, you know, like I'm tired of always these guys riding their daddy's coattails. Like, was your dad a wrestler? And Slice Boogie goes, <laughs> No. Was your dad a wrestler? Daddy goes, No, nah, my dad was a no, dealer. my dad was a drug dealer. And, and yeah. Slice says, My dad left me. No, my, my dad left me and my mom's my brother and sister. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like so they just the back and forth. Uh, and Danny again spitting fire, spitting facts. We ain't giving out freebies, um, no more legacies. Uh your mom's calling me, leaving me voicemails, telling me let my kids no, win 40 years, 40 years, let them win. So long story short, you know what though? This was a great promo, and uh the build is steady, and we find out that officially next week we are finally getting the culmination 5150 versus the Von Ericks, who were actually stalled from coming the first episode in Texas because they had gotten COVID, according to the announcers. So now they are cleared, they are ready, and we're gonna get 5150 versus the Von Ericks for the tag straps. Next week, could not be more excited for Super Fight. It's building to be a fantastic card on top of Hammer versus. I, and you know what? Not for nothing, but they're fifty-one fifties, right? And no offense to anybody, I'm not throwing shade, but how many times have we seen people in this business getting jobs because of their last name, who their daddy is, who their daddy knows, oh, when they shouldn't time. be in those positions? And there's people out there hustling their ass off who are incredibly skilled and incredibly talented and can't get a fucking foot in the door because, you know, there's people with names that are that are hogging up those spots. And I don't know if you caught it, but I did the Danny talked about what like what what are we going to get now? Ricky Morton and his son going to come in here and and start challenging us because we know that's. Yeah, we know that's coming. So it's coming. It is coming. And you know what? Um wrestling is very much a Greek society, if you will, like colleges or universities is very much fraternity based legacies get front door before anybody newbie. So it is very much um, fraternity based. It is very much a brotherhood. It is very much clicky as we know this. I mean, one of the biggest groups, very nepotistic factions of all time was called the click. So it's hard for any newbie to break down the doors unless you are a Danny Limelight and a Slice Boogie who can go in and just handle business on the mic and in the ring. Those towns like that, built from the outside without legacies, they are a diamond in the rough. And when you find them, much like MLW did, you've got to allow them to be free. And that's what makes 5150 so good, is that there's not any creative stigma. Court Bauer is and not, it's not them clearing everything they say. So that makes And they're not exciting. working. That's just who they are. Like, they're just being themselves and that's what makes it so convincing and so real mm. uh fuck i love like everything i can't even express if you are sleeping like george said they have been the best tag team in the world for the last few months and i'm and i'm going on record saying that and like young bucks yeah you guys are great and 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 lucha brothers and all these other tag teams fantastic but I'm telling you, the last few months, 5150 have been the best tag team in the world. That's my opinion. Yeah, I don't agree with either of the names that you mentioned uh, because uh, I don't think they're good at all. But 5150 holds no no candle to anyone. They are in a class all by themselves for sure. Uh, we also get a, a little promo from Huertas, and I finally heard her name. Finally, Carly Perez. Carly Perez, that is her name. Uh, the mystery woman that has been all over the place with CD. Uh, she hands Muertes the talisman and says, you are a king. Oh, this will make you into a god. But this will make you a god. And it's like, Muertes says, a god? And then he just walks out. You know what it was? What was it? It was some, it, it contained blue chew. Oh, God. 
fucking guy. All right. So okay, it was just a package of blue chew. Ladies and gentlemen, blue chew can make you a god. So go out and get yourself some blue chew because if you're yeah, not available in Canada. Well, that's okay. I we try it. The border. Listen, restrictions are lifted, man. By the end of the month, masks are going to be no more, and it's going to be like we just got to live with it. So hey, all right. So one of our U.S. fans, send me up some blue chew. That's right. Absolutely. If you're a fan. We will send you Rob's. Uh, we'll send you Rob's address in the link below, and then you can send him some blue chip. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm gonna put your address out there for everybody. Okay, so now we also get a uh, uh, Navarro versus the debuting Ho Ho Lun, and um, from Dragon Gate, uh, it was a great match. I loved the back and forth. I loved what I saw from Ho Ho Lun. Everybody that they brought in from Dragon Gate has been very entertaining, and uh, I really like Rich's um, kind of description of Dragon Gate. It is very much. Um, what did he say? It's like strong style, kind of like fast, hard hitting, fast paced, hybrid, fast paced, strong style. And it's just really entertaining. And so far, everyone that Dragon Gate has debuted over here in MLW from the Saido mm-hmm. brothers to Ho Ho Lun have been very, very entertaining. Uh, sucked. Oh, had a couple great, great shots, great close calls on Navarro. But Navarro did hit that Jesus piece and he did secure the win. Um, and Rich stops KC after the match, to which, again, I feel bad for Rich. He's not getting the clout Alicia did. Everybody keeps to be snatching the mic out of his hands and kind of pushing him away. But, uh, you know, I, I, again, well, it's because he's got hippie hair. Cut your hair, you hippie. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, I'm not, again, I'm not the biggest fan of Casey Navarro. Uh, I have stated that on numerous occasions. I think he's okay. I don't think he's fantastic, but I think he's okay. Uh, and this match, though, uh, definitely being there with Ho Ho Lun, it really showed uh, how well. He can really, he is very, very polished um, for sure. And uh, he cut just a quick little promo saying, three months you took from my career. Enzo, I looked up to you. Uh, <laughs> I love this line. You're not a real one. You're a real bitch. And I want you in oh, a yeah. match next week. So that has now been added to Super Fight. So what do we got so far right now? We got Hammer versus Davey for the title. We got 51-50 versus the Von Erics. And now we got Casey Navarro versus Enzo in a grudge match. This is shaping up to be one hell of a card. And I can't wait for Super Fight. It is literally at this point now only five days away as we're recording this on a Saturday. And it debuts on a Thursday. It is five days away from Super Fight. And dare day I say, Corp Bowers put together one of the best cards of 2022 thus far. And we're only, th- we're only three months in. So, you know, tip of the hat to Corp Bauer. All these storylines that he started building at the end of 2021, we're kind of getting that payoff now, and I'm really looking forward to it. And we got another great promo from Gnarls and Bud Heavy. They're drinking. They're drinking. They're having a good old time. And Gnarls says, we need to devise a plan. Bud Heavy says, I'll drink to that. He says, we need to bounce back. And Bud Heavy says, I'll drink to that. And he says, we need to drink more. Bud Heavy says, I'll drink to that. And then as he takes that final swing of beer, he passes right out, falls off the stool. Uh, and I was just like, God damn, man, we need to drink more. Get up. Uh, these two guys are so entertaining and I'm really looking forward to the payoff when they get a shot at 5150. I know the outcome is going to be 5150 easily winning, but I'm looking forward to where these two, cause these guys are, they're giving them a lot more camera time. They're entertaining to watch. They don't take themselves too seriously. And much like 5150, I think these two are just being themselves. I, we had a conversation with Bud Heavy in the early days of MLW Rewind. And he took all our jokes with a grain of salt. He's like, hey, man, I don't mind being the eight-second man. I'm on TV. You're not. Fuck you. And he's right. So kudos to Bud Heavy and Gnarls for kind of finding their little niche in the MLW tag division. And I'm looking forward to what they bring. What did you think about the Gnarls and Bud Heavy promo? I thought it was just a little uh, 
predictable and kind of just like, oh yeah, I get it. You you guys drink, like okay, drink to that, yeah. And then I don't know. There, I, there's potential there. I'm just right now I'm not feeling it, and that's probably just me. Uh, but I'm I'm interested to see what happens going forward with these guys. I I think like I'm. I'm a big fan of comedy wrestling. I think there's a place for all types of wrestling. And I think these are two guys that can actually wrestle, but they've also got enough personality and kind of timing to do some comedy stuff too. So uh, I think if they use them correctly and not try to make them too serious, like you said, don't take yourself too seriously. Let them have fun in there. That fun will radiate out to the fans. They will, they will feel that fun that they're having in the ring. Because let's be honest, the, the goal of wrestling is to be entertained. So as long as I'm being entertained, I don't care if I'm laughing. I don't care if I'm crying. I don't care if I'm clapping. I just want to be entertained. So any way you can do that, I'm down. Let's see what these guys can do. I, I think they're entertaining as fuck, and I'm enjoying what they're doing. Even though it was predictable, still funny. I mean, Bud Heavy looked already in the bag completely by the time they cut that promo. So falling out of the stool, I think that might have been legitimate. I don't know. But they're not taking themselves too seriously, and I'm enjoying what I'm seeing for sure. Uh, also, at that point when we were watching that promo, there's a tussle in the back. That's right. Kane and Mr. Thomas being separated by some refs and ACH. ACH on one side of the refs, Mr. Thomas and Kane on the other side of the refs. I guess ACH isn't happy with the way things went down with Tankman kind of calling out the leader of the Bumaye Fight Club. And at that point, we also get a promo from Kane again. Kane all over this episode. Um, and they really, I mean, I love the fact that they give this kid all the camera time. And I think, like I said, every week to week, he's getting stronger and more confident with his promos. Uh, Emilio asking, how does it feel to finally beat Tankman? And Kane says, ain't no thing. Let me give you a recap. He starts pulling out a broom and sweeping the floor saying, this is his house, his <laughs> ring. So good. And then at that point, uh, Calvin Tankman kind of runs through the curtain and attacks Kane as the camera goes blank. And we get yet another match announced for Super Fight. Next week, it'll be Kane versus Tankman versus ACH. A three-way dance for the Openweight title. And again, tip of the hat to Court Bauer, because if this was just to get to that three-way and somehow work ACH in, I'm all about it. But the only way I see this storyline having that finish that we want is with Tankman winning. And if it comes out to a point where Tankman has to take out ACH to do it, and then they have a little rivalry going, I'm all about it. Sign me up, man. I'll, I'll, it's like, take my money. I'm good with the way that I'm good with knowing what happened in the beginning of the episode to what the build is now. I'm okay with what happened in the beginning of the episode because it got me this. And I mean, I get kudos to Court Bauer on that one because nothing against Kane and, and Tangman, but they're both, I think Tangman's a little older, but they're both still relatively young. Like, I think that's easy to forget that they're not like, for sure. yeah. yeah, they're not like veterans per se. Like, they're still young guys that are coming up and doing really well. So they might have achieved a, a degree of success, but they're still young. And we got to remember that. Like, they're still kind of getting there and, and honing their their craft to a fine edge so like given that the match i thought was kind of underwhelming between the two of them i think sliding ach in there a guy with tons of experience and athleticism who can really go and also lead these two guys in a match is a fucking brilliant move so i'm looking forward to that three-way dance a lot more than i was looking forward to the the match in this episode for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Adding that ACH element to it uh, is great. And I just hope that ACH sticks around uh, a little bit more. Like, I mean, he's retired, come back, retired, come back, and he's always come back to MLW, which is great. I'm just hoping that uh, everything is great and it's uh, 
the ACH that we need. The ACH that we got with Davey Richards was the best ACH, best version of ACH I've seen thus far. And that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, I think he's, I think most of his issues have been more on the personal side than the professional side that have caused him to retire. So he seems to be in a good place right now. And let's hope it stays that way. Because I, I really like ACH as a, as a wrestler. I think he's a fucking amazingly skilled wrestler. So I, I think it's a crime if he's not working and if he's out of the business. Absolutely. And uh, just to retract a little bit, before the Casey Navarro match, uh, the Saido brothers got in on the bounty as well. They attacked Davey Richards in the back, but Davey fought them off. So now, a little bit later in the episode, we have Davey looking still for Holiday. But now he's got a weapon in hand. It looks like a pool cue. Could be something else. I'm not really sure. It was a pool cue. It was a pool cue. Okay, cool. So he's got a pool cue in hand. And as he walks down this corridor, there is the Saido brothers in the right corner eyeing him. And I don't think he noticed them at first, but then Homicide kind of comes out of the doorway. And he notices them. Then he notices the Saido brothers. And then behind him, there's another door that opens. And oh, shit, it's King Muertes. So now it's a four-on-one assault. They're beating him down. It looks like the bounty is going to be cashed in. And then who comes to the rescue? Ah, the modern-day Hulk Hogan. Alex Hammerstone. Eat your vitamins. Drink your old teen kids. Say your prayers because I'm about to rock the house. And he whoops everybody's ass. Him and Davey fight off all four men and then kind of have a little stare down. And... The camera kind of tilts to left, and we see Holiday and Alicia backtracking down the hallway. So I think Holiday was about to jump in on that four and one on four and one assault before Hammer kind of came to Davy Richards' age, uh, or sorry, aid. My apologies. And um, yeah, after they clean house, they do that little stare down, like the Mega Power stare down. They're just eyeing each other, and uh, looks like Davy is going to make it to Super Fight, and it will be him versus Hammer and Holiday will have to wait to get the title shot he was promised because it is now the lone wolf's time. So we now know that he's made it through and it will be Davey Richards versus Hammerstone next week. 100%. The bounty was not cashed in on. Yeah. It, it, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It was a uh, hammer wanted Davey Richards at his best. This is a, this is not a, a grudge match against uh, they hate each other. These are two guys who respect each other. And as Davey said last week, they're cut from the same cloth. So Hammer wants Davey Richards at his best. He wants to challenge himself against a competitor like Davey Richards and not Davey Richards injured or Davey Richards, you know, in hiding. He wants full Davey Richards. He wants the American Wolf at his best. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, cementing further Hammer as the baby face with that that huge save so this is shaping up to be a fantastic show next week i can't wait yeah the four matches on the card are going to be epic uh we know that it's not going to be a promo filled uh, episode next week it literally will be match after match after match after match because they're gonna have a lot to get through and hammer and and davy will most likely get a majority of that time for sure um and now it's main event time it's the four-way dance for the middleweight title so boom first we get Matt Cross. He comes out. We know he's part of it. Then Tajiri comes out. Then Myron Reed comes out looking fantastic in the baby blue, I must say. looking fant- And he's also put on a little bit of uh, size, which is great to see. Uh, a little bit more toned. Uh, Myron always looking great, but this one he looked ready to go. He looked focused. He looked as focused as he did when he took the title from Leo Rush for the second time. So when Myron Reed is that laser focused, you know it's a very dangerous Myron Reed. He's always dangerous, but when he's that laser focused... He's 10 times, he is the most dangerous version of Myron Reed there can be. And then CV enters, he insults Dallas like a normal heel would. 
And then he says, do you want to know who the fourth person is? Come on, give it to me. The crowd is screaming and he's like, just, just, oh, just keep, just keeps asking him to scream and he's not giving me what I want. And I'm getting very antsy at this point because it's super late. I just watched a three hour battle. You can't come out and insult the crowd and the city and then be like, let me make some noise. Like, no, they hate you now. Like, why the fuck are they going to make noise for you? Well, they did. They made a lot of noise. They, and, uh, I mean, I yeah, but the fourth competitor is, and it is none other than the former ROH champion, only former because he got, unfortunately got COVID right during final battle and he could not defend his title. So the former, but never lost ROH champion Bandito and Bandito shows up and he is looking crisp. He is looking typical Bandino. And this just adds that extra element to this match for me. Bandito is one of my favorite guys in ROH. Uh, and he's one of the guys that I so uh, wanted to see uh, excel. And even, like I said, even if this is a one-off, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the one-off because he put on a show and adding him to this match made it special. And the great thing about this Fatal 4-Way, I love when uh, MLW does four-ways or three-ways because I feel like they give everybody camera time to do their spots. And there were, everybody had a little, there wasn't at points where it's all four guys in the ring just whooping each other. Everybody would do a spot, kind of roll out of the ring, then the next guy would do a spot, and every there was layers. The way MLW has their wrestlers tell stories, it adds a really good element for me, and everybody gets a little bit of camera time. We get to see the big spots, we get to hear the big pops, and it was exciting. My favorite port, part of this whole match was the ending. Uh, it was a crazy sequence. Uh, Myron, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but Reed, he flips. He does a backflip away from the clothesline from Tajiri, and then he ducks under Bandito, and Tajiri spits the mist at Bandito, and he and Myron Reed uses Bandito as a shield and then kicks Tajiri out of the ring. Then Matt Cross comes in with a ridiculous off-the-ropes double cutter to both men. And then as he goes for the shooting star press, Myron Reed catches him just before he hits the mat in a sweet cutter as he lands on Bandito, but he gives the cutter to Matt Cross. And then Myron Reed rolls up one, two, three, three-time champ, Myron Reed, hot fire. Nobody better to break another record in MLW than this kid. Uh, we are fans. We are friends. This man is the best representation of the open of the middleweight division. Hands fucking down. Myron Reed is the truth. And congrats to Myron. Congrats to Myron Reed. What a fucking three-time champ. What a fucking match is right. Uh, everybody had, like you said, everybody had time to get their shit in. Uh, I, I like every time I watch Matt Cross, I'm just like, God, this guy is such an unsung hero. He's so fucking good. Uh, and I, I just don't think he gets enough like recognition Who's as that? being Matt Cross? A, Matt Cross. Yeah. Just such a talented, like solid worker. Um, such like he can do a little bit of everything. He's very well-rounded. He makes, and most importantly, he makes everybody else he works with look good. But this match was exactly what I expected from it. It was enjoyable. It had all the spots. It had like, Myron is just so good. Like you say, he's just so damn good. It's uh it's a pleasure to watch that dude ply his trade. Like guys who are at the top of their craft like that, it's it's just amazing. And you know, the only thing I'm, I'm going to give Myron a little criticism: hit, brother, hit those chops harder, man. Hit them. Bandito was slapping you good. Hit him harder. That's all. That's my only criticism for Myron Reed is just hit those chops harder. Everything else was brilliant. What a match! Congrats to Myron Reed. I fully enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. 
Three-time champ. That's right. Three-time middleweight champ, Myron Reed, hot fire. And I got to say, people were kind of worried, uh, or there was a little bit of speculation on how would Myron Reed fly on his own without injustice. Uh, I got to say, Myron Reed is doing quite fine without injustice. He was the star of injustice. And, uh, you know, tip of the hat to Jordan Oliver. I was never really a fan, uh, especially when uh, he put on a little bit of weight. And then he was like, for two, I want that fucking title. I was like, dude, you're going to get killed. Fatou's going to break you in half. Uh, and it happened. But still, Jordan Oliver doing his thing on the indies. He's having a good time. Uh, and it's great to see uh, Myron Reed uh, excelling. And I just hope, I just hope that uh, this is a solid title run. And now that shows are going to be more week to week, we're going to get to see Myron Reed defending that title more on a regular basis because COVID really was hard to be a champion during COVID because your, your title matches were so sporadic because there wasn't a whole lot of wrestling to be had during that time. But now that the world is just learning to deal with COVID and we're at the point now where we've done our two years, we've kind of done our time, we've done our sentence, the world is opening up and we just got to learn to live with it, be respectful. But still, even when masks are no longer required, guys, do yourself a favor. If you are sick, let the rest of the world know, wear a mask, cover up, do the thing. Let's try to keep the momentum going that we have. Uh, uh, If you're sick, stay your ass home. Okay, but sometimes you need to go. If out you're for- sick, stay the fuck home. Okay, sometimes you need to go out for certain things. Like, come on, like be respectful. People aren't gonna, dude. People have been in lockdown for two years. They're not gonna stay home when Bro, they're sick. Pre-pandemic, if you were sick, fucking stay home. I don't care if it's a pandemic, a flu, a cold. You you, you got diarrhea, upset stomach. Stay home if you're sick. Don't affect people, please. Okay, fair enough. I've had COVID. I don't want it again. All right. All right. All I was saying was if you do need to go out for anything, whether it be aspirin, Tylenol, emergency supplies, whatever it is, if you are sick, just mask up. That's all I was saying. I don't want to get into a debate about COVID. Okay. It's, we're past- I'm not, I'm not, we're past. No, we're not getting into debate. There's no debate. All right, guys. If you are watching this on the Straight Talk Wrestling channel, hit that subscribe button. We are at 469. I would love to get 470. <laughs> 69. I would like to get 470 before March ends. Then we can work our way to 480, 490. Uh, the goal for us is to get 500 by July. That is a realistic goal. I, I think want. We could do that. I think we could do that for sure. Set our sets higher. Go for 569. All right. 569 by July. Let's do it. Let's keep the content running. Guys, as always, I'm your host, your boy. It is a pleasure to bring the MLW Rewind to you each and every week, even though lately it's been it's been a little late. And like I said before in episodes, uh, there was a rough year for my family and I. We lost two grandparents. Um, and, you know, sporadic time over. Got to put in more work to be a husband and a father. And uh, my family always supports me with the podcasting stuff, but sometimes they need me and the podcast has to be put onto the back burner. And Rob's been great about that. He understands that. And I appreciate the early mornings, the late nights, all that stuff. But I promise you this, hell or high water, we will drop an episode next Thursday right after Super Fight because we want to give you our thoughts right away. There will be no, there will be no stopping. There will be no postponing till Saturday. There will be no 8 a.m. podcast calls. We will oh, drop it Thursday. We will watch that episode and we will enjoy what we know will be probably the best episode of 2022 thus far. There have been bright spots, but not a clear, solid, amazing episode. And I'm sure Super Fight will deliver on all points. And again, I'm your host, your boy, George Mackay. Hit the link tree below in the description to subscribe on all our platforms to keep the content coming to you. And you know my podcast life partner, Uncle Bobby B. Uh, just shout out your Instagram. I'll shout out your Twitter because you never do. Yeah. Uncle, the real Uncle Bobby B on Instagram and Twitter. It's like, I don't know. I never really use it. The underscore uncle underscore Bobby underscore B underscore. That's the Twitter. Sure. That's easy to remember.
I just fucking remembered it. Okay, anyways, I, I listen when he's when he's not he's not a fucking morning person. He's a little bit of a bitch. So I've had enough. I've had my fill. Peace, love, and wrestling, guys. We'll see you next time. Say your fucking adios. Let's go. Adios. Please.